Hello, my name is Darren Speaksma. Welcome to the sixth Campfire Conversation of the Every Square Centimeter podcast, a podcast where we celebrate the people, places, and practices in and around Christian education in Canada. This is a special Campfire Conversation. Usually I'm here only with the likes of Jeremy Horlings from the Prairie Centre for Christian Education. And Justin Cook from Advance. Hey, Canada. Oh, Canada. But today, both because of the topic we are diving into and because she is just great to hang around with, joining us for this campfire conversation is Trisha Schinkel. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, Trisha. Trisha, hey, good to, glad you're here. Give us a quick intro. How did you find yourself around the campfire tonight? Well, I got uh, asked to join recently by Justin uh, because I uh, began leading the peer support networks for mental health for advance. And uh, he pressured me into, <laughs> although he said no pressure, to, to come and join. So that's where I, I love, find myself. <laughs> yes, I love some passive aggressive pressure. That is, uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Well, so, the old, hey, come, come around a campfire, and then all of a sudden a microphone's in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, the old classic podcast around a campfire. Doesn't yeah. everybody record their campfire conversations? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, our regular listeners might be thinking, a guest at the campfire? They've never done that before. What is going on? For the regular listener, you will know that this is a bit of a different type of episode anyway. So we thought, why not add another element? This is the first of what we hope will be many campfire conversations that include guests. Why campfire episode, you ask? Campfires happened all year round. And where there's fire and friends, there's good conversation. Educators just can't help it. Learning is in our DNA. Even during breaks, our conversations usually circle back to school, learning, and literature. Nothing brings this out faster than a few educators around a fire with a favorite beverage. We're also excited to be receiving questions and ideas from our listeners. Keep them coming. Stick around later in this episode for the Crossfire segment where we engage with some of those. Today, I'm not even sure we should be having a campfire. It's hard to imagine a normal fire with the challenges of wildfire season starting so early across Canada this year. I can almost feel the stress a number of our school leaders have been through as I imagine evacuation alerts and orders impacting a number of Christian schools. It is not surprising to me that there are a lot of people who are living into summer thinking it would be great if we could just catch a break. For our Every Square Centimeter Campfire Conversations, either Justin, Jeremy, or myself will bring one topic about education that lingers from one of our previous episodes or we might surprise the group with a random educational conundrum. Though campfire chats can last to the wee hours of the morning and travel great intellectual distances, our campfire conversations will focus on one or maybe two burning issues. Not so gonna, let's get started. All right. Propane campfires are unique. This one for a number of reasons. Darren, hold on. Uh, propane fire, quick story uh, in light of these fires. A uh, little while back, Drayton Valley was evacuated. Um, 
think most of Canada is aware of that because of fires. My sister lives in the outskirts of Drayton Valley. So she ended up uh, evacuating and pulling their trailer and visiting us for a weekend. Uh, so we're on pretty high alert, right? Uh, she's literally evacuated. The ground is bone dry here at the time. And we're sitting uh, in our living room and look across uh, our backyard faces, uh, a kind of a valley. And across the valley, we saw a fire. And uh, what would be a distant neighbor? Like we, <clears throat> they'd be on the other side of the valley. So we don't really know them. Uh, we were concerned. So we thought we better call somebody and say, like, this is not safe. There's definitely a fire ban on. There should not be any fire. So we call it in. My wife calls it in. They tell her to call the uh, fire department. And they said, is this an emergency? And she said, no, I just want you to be clear. Like, I, this is not an emergency, but there, there is a somebody with a fire across our valley here. So uh, they said, okay, thank you. We wait. About 20 minutes later, a cavalry of fire trucks <laughs> come down the road. Three with their lights on. Massive fire trucks. Okay. And so now all the kids, we're all watching this big event. We have binoculars on. And we're still unsure whether it's actually even a fire or like a propane fire. The, the fire trucks pull up. The fire goes out immediately, like with no smoke. So right away, we're like, that looked like a propane fire that just went out. They're there for about five minutes. All the lights go back on. They head back into town, and the fire goes right back on again. And so it was absolutely, I'm pretty sure, propane fire. So anyway, apparently propane fire is uh, fairly safe and fire department pr- uh proof so your kids figured out your kids figured out we just got to call this number and we get fire trucks immediately (laughs) it was it was quite an exciting episode anyway uh don't yes uh darren sorry okay thanks chair as i mentioned off the top we have a guest trisha with us we have a propane fire in solidarity with places like dawson creek here in bc and drayton valley in alberta who faced evacuation alerts and orders as they finished the year It is hard to imagine what else could happen. I have a buddy who caught me once saying it can't get any worse, punched me lightly in the shoulder, looked at me seriously and said, never say that. It can always get worse. With everything we have endured globally and locally, there are many educators working their way through summer in recovery mode. Regular listeners will know that your hosts haven't been immune from the overwhelming pressures and challenges. The increased polarization, deep disagreements about how to live faithfully with the Bible as our guide, pandemics, employee shortages, community tragedies, even as we support organizations, we have struggled to balance the competing priorities, and it has taken us a little longer to do the work we all love recording this podcast, which is a long preamble to today's conversation and why we invited Tricia to join us. There are a number of exhausted educators across our country, even now, well into summer. So my question or suite of related questions are just as much for myself as it is for others. How do we stay well as we engage life in the present season? What role does the school play in promoting individual well-being of staff? And how do you recover after a season of not being well? I know there's a lot to tackle there. Justin, Jeremy, Trisha, who wants to go first? Uh, Thanks, Darren. Appreciate your honesty too, just about the fact that we're not immune ourselves to, to burden, to struggle. Yeah, it's a good topic. I think it's a it's a fundamentally important topic. I um, I don't know if any of you have have read the book or heard of the book um, A Non Anxious Presence by Mark Sayers. Um, kind of a book around kind of Christian presence and leadership within the midst of anxiety, an age of anxiety. And one thing he says in there that I think is helpful is 
He says instant the role of institutions historically has been to absorb anxiety. They 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 provide stability, they provide um, structure, they they provide comfort even I think for the people who participate in them. And and he was saying in the midst of polarization and in the midst of a culture really starting to highlight individ, like radical individualism institutions are no longer able to play that role for us. So we, we have heightened systemic anxiety as cultures, not just as individuals within those cultures. And yeah, I, I guess maybe like your, your questions are great. I I'm just starting off by saying, I think our, our, our sense of burden is systemic. Um, and so we, we, it's helpful to keep that in mind. It's like, wait, I'm a part of an anxious and an anxiety inducing system in culture right now, mm-hmm. as opposed to just what's wrong with me. You know what I mean? Like, why am I so fragile? Or it's like, well, actually maybe there's some comfort in the fact that all of us are in the kind of a, a systemic anxiety kind of phase. So yeah, that's my first thought. <laughs> And I think anxiety definitely has been heightened since um, the pandemic, right? A lot of Mm. people who were, you know, maybe slightly anxious in general, everything everything was elevated um, after, afterwards or during, right? And even now we're coming off a few years later. And I think we still tend to live in a little bit of a fear-driven kind of mindset. We Mm. haven't really lost that fully yet. And so it does take some like step stepping back to just think, okay, am I doing this out of a place of fear? Mm. Am I like, am I approaching this with fear? Am I like giving this fear to God? Is this a, is this a fear that's rational or is this, Mm. you know, irrational? Um, The, The irony of that for me is that the pandemic could have also taught us that this is all out of our control. Like, True. you know, like mm-hmm. th- there, there's an element of like, all right, all of a sudden this thing happens and everything I thought I could control, I couldn't. And then I was told to do certain things and had to, uh, you know, be safe. And, and you know, like one way to re- would be to reflect and go all those things I thought I was in control of, maybe I'm not. And there's, there's, you know, a, a releasing of that, but that probably isn't what we're maybe seeing uh, uh, in in the response. Maybe some fr- from some, I guess. But I'm, I'm curious, maybe Trisha, in, in light of that, um, and in your role um, and expertise, how, how are you walking along students or teachers that are processing that? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I definitely think there's been some some great challenges and some great learnings um, in this whole process, right? I think you make a good point that, yeah, we um, have been able to look back at this and be like, yeah, there are a lot of things that are out of our control. And and when and how can we like let those things go and just live, you know, a healthy life, um, knowing that there's a ton of things that, yeah, we just really have no control over. Um and so I think that's part of walking this journey with with um, staff and educators. Often, like kind of, my motto is you know one day at a time. Sometimes you know one moment at a time. Um, if I have kids that come in to see me um, in my school counseling office for just a drop in visit, 
um, it's like, okay, let's, let's like get them reset so they can re-enter the classroom and be able to learn, right? That's kind of my main goal mm-hmm. to um, help them to just regulate and return to the classroom so that they can, yeah, absorb new knowledge and be able to succeed in school. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's real short term, but um, I think, and then equipping teachers to be able to step in and do that too. So that, yeah, really we're, we're, um, yeah, providing those supports to both uh, students and educators when it comes to kind of sometimes those short term supports just getting through the moments um and then those longer term supports where they're like okay i need i need some more time i need um some more resources mm-hmm. and uh yeah so it's kind of a balance to figure out what what they need in that moment is it a short term a quick fix uh get them through this moment or is there some longer term you know needs that are there yeah that's good that's helpful i think that as I've done my own journey with this story, one of the things I've come to realize is how I often feel something first before it becomes intellectual. Yeah, for sure. And um, I had the gift of an amazing chiropractor who who taught me about how I carried stress. And I think about um, how that's allowed me to be maybe a little bit more resilient because I notice it coming internally in my body mm-hmm. before I actually feel it intellectually. Yeah. And I wonder about that role, um, that connection. I think a lot of our traditions rely so heavily on intellect and prioritize yeah. intellect. And I wonder if this is a moment where that might not be the best default or the best mm-hmm. place to start. I wonder if that's been in anyone else's experience or any comments on that. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, especially for kids and I mean, yeah, even as adults, we're often led by our emotions, right? Like I mm-hmm. think our emotions can be our first and automatic response to things. And sometimes that's good. And sometimes it can actually lead us, you know, in the wrong direction, right? If we mm-hmm. let that emotion then uh, kind of take control and, and and only be led by emotion. But I do think, like, you make a good point. Like, we have to pay attention to, like, physically in our body where we carry that stress, how we emotionally respond um, to things and not to discount our emotions, um, but then also, yeah, to use a little bit of intellect. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. a combination, <laughs> mm, <laughs> which is the, cool. the ideal, healthy, realistic <laughs> version, but it doesn't always happen that way. Um, in fact, I was just talking to some students um, this past week. I went in to talk to a group of grade seven and eight students about, um, you know, mental health and media and the impact of media and how teens brains uh, are like a Ferrari with bicycle brakes, right? They're, uh, you know, full steam ahead. They're running on emotion, but they don't have the, um, you know, development in their brain Mm -hmm. to be able to like slow down and process Mm -hmm. and reason and rationalize. Um, And I say that about kids, but like often how many adults do we also Mm -hmm. see who we, we also are in the same place too, right? Where we just, um, we forget to add that rationalization in there or, or maybe we do the opposite and we discount the emotion. I think it's so individual, right. Mm -hmm. With, with how people um, respond to those kind of situations. So I'm too busy thinking about Jeremy as a Ferrari with bicycle brakes. (laughs) (laughs) The 
kids love that one. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> that's is, a good one. That's, that is a good one. It's a we, metaphor uh, for just my mouth. <laughs> nice. I wonder. So, just building on that, emotions uh, precede intellect. Love that, Darren. Thanks for your thoughts on that too, Trisha. But. It just strikes me um, that that can be, we can deal with that or ponder that reactively, as you said, Darren, that your your chiropractor actually helps you identify early warning signals, let's say, through your body or through your emotions. But I wonder, too, about that proactively, Mm -hmm. you know, like, do we, can we get even more intentional about joy structures or laughter, Mm -hmm. you know, like practices that are just proactive, you know, I even just think about the way we try and start with fun on this podcast, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it, yeah, there's something just really proactively healthy. And and so like, I'm actually thinking of your questions again, Darren, right? Like Mm -hmm. what, what role does a school play or, or, you know, how do we stay well in our, in our, in our school life? And I'm just looking for proactive structure options Mm -hmm. that are fun. Totally. And that makes me think of, you know, um, this past year and your question too about how, how do we recover Mm. after a season that's not well. And Mm. I think, um, you know, I'll speak for myself, but this has been, this past year has been a really heavy year, Mm. um, you know, uh, at the school that I work at and, and you can feel that tension when you're walking around the building Mm -hmm. with staff and then, uh, like you were saying, Justin, when we allow for some playfulness and some fun and some laughter, it's amazing how quickly that tension can be released. Mm. So we had a couple, you know, just more casual staff, um, you know, gatherings and intentionally taking that time to just be with each other, but like to just have fun with each other and just Mm. to laugh. And, and then there were some silly jokes that were going around, like um, some teachers were pranking some other teachers and, mm-hmm. you know, I think that makes a huge difference mm-hmm. in like the ability to just like get through these last few mm-hmm. weeks of school when things are so heavy and are so busy and there's so much going on. If you can just take like, you know, make it fun and, and lighten the mood or yeah, find ways to be playful, like instantly you can feel that kind of tension mm-hmm. release. So that's pretty cool that you, I, I like that you mentioned that because I think that's really important. I, th- I think there's a real uh, benefit uh, to the idea of what we're doing today, this campfire conversation. Like I, I think this idea of verbal processing our stress, our yeah. idea of getting around, like literally sitting around fires or um, in homes and talking through some of our stress or anxiety and having some laughs to me is just so helpful yeah. um, for my own mental health. And I, I wonder in light of, you know, post-COVID routines, if some of, I'll say this, in some of my communities, I've seen people be far more comfortable withdrawing to their own spaces faster. Mm. So, you know, I'm done my school day, I go back to my home and and retreat rather than maybe going out for a post-school, you know, staff get together quickly or, you know, so, um, so like, I think there's an element of uh, us being, becoming comfortable in our own space a little bit, Mm -hmm. which is maybe there's some healthiness to that. But like for me, and I'm guessing there's a lot of people, I I need verbal processing time. I need time to just sit around with people and talk about the anxiety you're feeling. Totally. Um, 
The other thing that I think has been replaced has been uh, in our schools, there's been a lot of this idea of COVID catch up. So teachers are really working hard yep. to do literacy and numeracy. And, and, and they're really good things. And teachers, they're foundational things, but they're not necessarily things that are, there, are part of their deep hope. It's not like stuff that really <laughs> fires them up. And, and in some of those cases, they've lost out on things like really fun field work or formational learning experiences or people like stuff that gets them fired about, Hey, we're doing this thing for a community because we're excited about it. But in place of that, we're doing uh, literacy tests to check, to see gaps and miss. And and so even just, I think it's uh, like a pressure. uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, both like Bosinger, I think I've mentioned this before, talked about the idea of that. It's not uh, rest is not the antidote to exhaustion passion is mm-hmm. and uh and i and i wonder how we reignite that in some of our schools and people um yeah that's what i've been wondering about but i to me this is important just sitting around and talking mm-hmm. about this um is helpful well that's because we just really wanted trisha to provide a counseling session for the three of us yeah. so, uh, <laughs> That's need, not part of we it. Don't need that- a, we don't need a couch here. <laughs> <laughs> Couches at campfires are a win for sure. Just don't burn them. Yeah. That's right. Hammocks. There you go. Yeah. Oh, hammock. yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. No, that's great. I think there is so much more to be said here. Um, and Trisha, I want to thank you for coming and breathing some life into, into this conversation. It's not easy. It's a conversation I think we'll need to continue to have. Mm-hmm. and continue to remind ourselves of our own health and well-being and the need for it, but also what are the structures schools and institutions need to keep that going. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for, for being here. Let's take a quick break and come back with the Crossfire segment. Justin, Jeremy, Trisha, great conversation. Though it wasn't around a wood fire, there was definitely some rapid oxidation of ideas. Come on. Yeah. Tell Find me more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the best I got. I'll keep working on it. <laughs> now it's the time for the Crossfire segment, where we let Jeremy surprise us with one of his creative ideas to get those reviews <laughs> flooding in. Jeremy? Yep, flooding in. Uh, so for Crossfire today, we have a couple questions uh that inspired from listener interaction and then i uh i uh, went outside the box because uh, we had some other conversations i was curious about so uh darren i think you have our first listener interaction yeah sounds good angela lang five on instagram in response to our episode with john and his dog summer said the dog jokes i am shaking my head and rolling my eyes <laughs> and also said Wonderful to hear John and Summer's adventures at ACS. Thanks all. So I've got to ask, any more dog jokes out there? Justin? All right, I got one. Maybe this helps you uh, come up with the punchline to my joke. Uh, So here it is. What did the agnostic, dyslexic, insomniac spend his time doing? Oh, my. (laughs) A lot of it's a lot of big words for the campfire. So he's awake. He stayed up all night wondering if there really is a dog. 
Oh yes, uh, thank uh, you. Uh, yes. Shout out to uh, my dad. That's a that's a dad joke for me. Yeah, okay, that's a, that's a perfect segue. It's <laughs> okay. perfect segue, Justin, because what I did is I I, I have a follow I follow dad jokes on Twitter and uh, <laughs> uh, and great content uh, most of the time. So I took some of my favorites for today. And I've looked for teacher-specific ones. So these are dad jokes, but they, they enter into the realm of education. So I'm going to throw a few of you through them at you. First one is, let's say, an elementary math teacher. Okay, these are, Hey, if you're looking for jokes to start off your school year, I've got them right here for you. <laughs> Write this down. <laughs> elementary math, are you ready? My dog is a genius. I asked him, what's two minus two? What do you guys think? Zero? He said nothing. Yes. <laughs> gonna say zero <laughs> yeah there we go he said nothing he beautiful, said nothing. Oh, beautiful. Smart yes all right kindergarten teacher how's this for a kindergarten teacher my least favorite color is purple i dislike it more than red and blue combined <laughs> nice nice hey, that's a colors unit kickoff yes. that, hey, get the kids really you know for you to fully understand this you got to know your cut co- like i think that's good <laughs> <laughs> that, that joke is so bad. We're going to need Trisha to provide us some art therapy. Uh-huh, there oh. you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. How about this? Upper elementary LA English teacher. First of all, curious. Language arts teacher, English teacher uh, in, in BC, Ontario. What's it called? Sure. Does it t- depend on the grade? ELA in elementary English in ELA. high school. Typical. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Darren? We don't agree. <laughs> no consensus. Everybody, everybody calls it whatever they want. Okay. Here's here's one for the English LA teacher. My wife explained, you need to do more chores around the house. I moaned, can we change the subject? She smiled and said, okay, more chores around the house need to be done by you. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, okay. okay. Is that the last Great one, one, Jeremy? Please. Uh, hey, no way. I got more, Darren, and you're not cutting me off. This took extensive research. Oh, no. Grade, L, grade one language arts teacher. One I looked more. Lo- I looked longingly into my beloved's eyes and whispered, A-E-I-O-U, and sometimes Y. <laughs> the priest turned to her and said, and has the bride prepared, and has the bride prepared any wedding vows? <laughs> no? Oh, no. Angela, thank you for your comment. Hopefully our teacher jokes got you rolfing, rolling on the floor, laughing. Thank you, Jeremy, for that. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, I'm sure we're I, no eye rolls during those. Uh, also on Instagram, Kelsey May 10, in response to our episode with the goat, Ed Newt, she said, and this was directed at me, you're mistaken. Jeremy's saxophone playing and singing are equally not appreciated. <laughs> So my question to you guys, what's something the people in your family don't appreciate enough about you, Darren? Well, I thought immediately of my young adult children. And one of the things that they do not appreciate about me is the fact that I am regularly reminding them of their commitments. And so whether it be dishes or whatever it might be, now that we're all at home, the number of eye rolls and groans I get because my timeline is not their timeline, Mm -hmm. and I remind (laughs) them of the fact that I own the house, that is something that they don't necessarily appreciate about Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Darren, you have 
kids that have gone away to college and now are come, have come back. Correct. Has, has that increased now that they've had their freedom and have come back or where, where are you I, at for the I think rolls? my level of passive aggressiveness has increased and <laughs> thus, the, thus the eye rolls have also increased. Excellent. Uh, all right. Uh, Trisha, um, something in, do people in your family don't appreciate enough about you? Definitely. So I am in a household of, of boys and, okay. and one man. I am the only female. And uh, I don't think they appreciate my emotional intelligence as much as they should. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I okay. constantly get, because dad can you know, fix things and build things and make oh, things. Yeah. And like he's really good at numbers and math. And that is not my gift. (laughs) (laughs) So I constantly, well, dad's so smart. And I'm like, but wait a minute. There's different kinds of smarts, all right? Yeah. And, and then they just give is, you blank stares. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So hey, no one's asking dad to come on a podcast about <laughs> emotional intelligence, right? Uh, there awesome. you go. <laughs> well, make sure they listen. Uh, uh, all right, Justin, what, do you have anything that your family uh, doesn't appreciate? Well, maybe I'm just like sour about this for no good reason, but I think. So one of my jobs is regularly to clean the bathrooms in our house. Mm. And I'm Mm. just saying I am meticulous in my commitment to cleaning the bathroom. And I think people should notice that a little more. That's all, Jim. (laughs) I get my kids to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Like we've also passed that one on, Justin. So uh, credit, you know, kudos to you for doing it. Yeah, I don't know. They don't. I, they won't do as good of a job. Definitely. That's just what I was going to say. If I was choosing a bathroom to use, I'm definitely going to Justin's place. <laughs> thank you, Darren. <laughs> uh, I would say thank you to the commenter Kelsey, but she's my sister, and I just found her comment hurtful. So uh, <laughs> uh, a year ago, around this time, we released the schooled episode, which I believe is one of our top loaded or top downloaded episode. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, we, along with a few of our Christian education podcast friends, drafted our dream schools. Uh, for example, in the first round, we drafted our school names and slogan, but the catch was that the name had to be from the name of an 80s band and the slogan had to be one of their songs. So just curious, guys, it's been a year. Uh, assuming you haven't you know, listened to this uh, recently, do you guys remember what, what your school name was and what your slogan was? Justin, you're nodding. What, what, do you remember yours? My school's name was Journey, and the slogan, Don't Stop Believing." Were you first picked, Justin? I think I may have been. <laughs> no, actually, no. I think I was not first. I remember being excited that my option was still on the table. Okay. It might have been Darren that was first, actually, now that I uh, think about it. I, I was the most jealous of yours, Justin. I wanted Journey to it's a good Christian one. school. Yeah. It's a good one. Really good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Darren, do you remember yours? I do. I went with you too. And because the chosen pedagogy was inquiry, I went with still haven't found what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. 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 Or I uh, still haven't found, I guess it's probably, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I can't even mm-hmm. remember now, obviously. Uh, very, also one of the top ones, I believe. Um, Mine was a band that I couldn't pronounce, spent the whole time getting made fun of. Uh, I think it's Arithmics. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. 
Does that ring a bell? Say it one more time. Uh, nope. Just the one time. Your rhythmics, arithmics, arithmics. Uh, depending on what region you're from, that's people say it differently. No, uh, they don't. So, uh, really, on. Uh, and the name of the song, I can't even uh, remember. I was just so bitter about Don't Stop Believing. Um, I think it was something about sweet dreams. Oh, sweet dreams. Sweet dreams are made of these, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome for a slogan. Yep. You should um, sing that song for your sister, Kelsey. Sweet <laughs> dreams are made of these. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, that hey, was Darren. good. Thanks, Darren. I was looking. I was actually hoping someone would set me up for that. So really appreciate. I've been practicing. Uh, <laughs> Who sings that song again? I don't even. Uh, <laughs> now, Trisha, uh, curious. Do you have a favorite band that could potentially be a school uh, name? We won't give you the '80s uh, limitation. So just a, a band that you like that might be a good school name. Well, you got? off the top of my head comes Imagine Dragons, but okay. oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I like it. Im- how many imagine dragons? Christian school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's got the. It's got you could. It could be the mascot at the same time. There you, you go. Know what oh, I yeah. mean? Yeah. You, yeah. It could be. Could it's pretty be. awesome. And it dragons, yeah. and you're like you know defeating your dragons too. Totally. If you're oh, adding wow. in the whole like okay. you know overcoming your fears yes. kind of thing. Social and, emotional learning. All that. Yeah. Jazz. There you go. All you right got there. it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna roll with that. Do you know a song that might be a good slogan? An Imagine Dragon song? On Top of the World. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. There you go. Nice. Expeditionary nice. learning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm glad very, you didn't choose good. Sucker for Pain or yeah. Wrecked because I was a little worried that <laughs> yeah. that's where you're going to go well, with that. I was thinking so. of Bad Liar, but, uh, yes. you know, I don't know. I don't know if that yeah. would be so good either. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, in that episode, as. Justin is trying to get me to continually say the name of my school. I messed up the name multiple times. I also, and probably even more embarrassingly, messed up Miss Frizzle's name. Kept calling her Miss Fizzle until Darren said, I think it's actually Frizzle. Um, <laughs> quick, quick. I, I, went, I actually had to go back and research to make sure I said it right again because now I was like, now I'm mixed up between two. And I found out she has a first name. Anyone want to guess what Miss Frizzle's first name is? Starts with Ooh. a B. A B? A V. A V. Is it? Oh, I know. Is it? Oh, yeah. I no, think I know, I, too. No, say it. Vi- I th- go, is Darren. it Viola? No, it is not. Oh. Yeah. Trisha, you got one? No, I thought similar, like Violet. Okay. But no. Veronica. V- Valerie. Valerie. Oh. Okay. Valerie. Oh, Valerie. Valerie Frizzle. Hmm. So in light of that and all my mess ups, is there something you guys have messed up recently or is there a time when you've messed up someone's name? Uh, Darren, what do you got? Um, just prior to moving from Nanaimo to Abbotsford, I met someone at church and spent three years calling her Darlene. And just before we moved on our last <laughs> Sunday, she let me know that her name was actually Christine and she just couldn't <laughs> couldn't bring herself to tell me. So for three years, I called her Darlene, even though her name was Christine. Oh, That's good. really funny. <laughs> there is a moment where you've been saying it. Uh, two things. There's a moment where you've been saying it a lot. You just like, you have to let the person just go with it, right? You've, you've missed that opportunity. Or there's a moment where I feel like I should know the person's name. Like I've now talked to them a few times and now I feel uncomfortable asking mm-hmm. them. 
and I now either avoid conversation with the person, or of course, <laughs> then don't call them my name, and neither are good. So mm-hmm. I, this is a this is an issue for me. Uh, Justin, do you got a, a something oh, yeah, messed I, up? I got uh, some name. I got some name issues for sure. So I uh, <laughs> this, the some with summer comes community soccer. So I help coach my son's house league team, which is fun with another dad, and trying to learn the names. Uh, <laughs> at our one of our recent games, I'm literally yelling at a boy to get his attention on the field. I'm just yelling, Lucas, Lucas. And Lucas is sitting five feet beside me on the bench. Wrong kid. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, anyway, that, that's classic community soccer. And, and yeah. I'm, you know, this yeah. is why names are important. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Get rid of numbers on jerseys for kids. Yeah. Put their Just names. big names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, big names. Yeah. Yeah. Trisha. Well any uh any issues with names? Well, I think what comes to my mind actually I was visiting in a kindergarten class this past week and I had one of the students call me Miss Miss Mrs. Shrinkle. Mrs. Shrinkle, <laughs> not Mrs. Shinkle. A good thing she didn't say Mrs. Stinkle. That would have been yeah, that would have been even true. worse. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been called some funny things before. Um, they called me uh, once I was introducing myself to students as the school counselor, and one of the kids in grade one was like, "Like, so do you mean you like you like cancel school?" And I'm like, what is he, what is he thinking? <laughs> he thought I was the school counselor. So He's I'm like, like, what took so long to hire you? <laughs> and why is this lady not doing your job? Yes. Uh, anyways, kids to say the darndest things, right? That's amazing. Uh, it's so funny. That's so good. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to uh, thank to Thank everyone that downloaded, listened uh, to that episode. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, why haven't you? What are you doing? Go back and listen. It was a lot of fun. Uh, We talked about the idea of uh, uh, laughing and just sitting around being a healthy piece. Go and listen to that one. I think you'll have some fun. And last of all, uh, before we go to close this off, a few episodes back, Justin, you mentioned you were part of a bluegrass band. And I said that I would like to pursue that topic a little further on an upcoming campfire. So... (laughs) We're here to do that. Can you tell me a little bit more? First of all, do you have a band name for this bluegrass band that you were part of? Uh, yeah. So I'm not in it anymore, just right, to be right. clear. Moved, I got replaced right. by a much better <laughs> right. bass player than me. They so, moved on. Yeah, which was a wise choice on their part. But um, yeah, Golden Horseshoe Revival. Okay. So uh, <laughs> GHR. We, we, exactly. We live in the, this is this region of Ontario is the Golden Horseshoe. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, did they change their name once you left or did you keep the, you said, uh, you guys can move on, but I'm keeping the name. No, I, I, I gave up full rights to any copyright. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, uh, were there any released tracks? Like, can we, can we hear any of these songs? Um, <laughs> there, I, yeah. Well, so the, the band in its current iteration has a Facebook page, so we could link to okay. that. I'm sure they post videos of themselves playing, uh, just recently, uh, one of my best friends hosts every Father's Day weekend what he calls the Clute Nanny because his last the name Clutenana. is yeah because okay. his last name is Clute. <laughs> what did you What did you call it, Jeremy? Don't even know <laughs> Clute Nanny. Yeah, did I say it right there. Nice. Yeah, there we go. So he's, yeah. his their last name is Clute, Dave and Marge Clute. So instead of the Hoot Very Nanny, cool. they have the Clute Nanny, which is a ton of fun. And GHR performed. So. GHR. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, made it till it's an acronym. 
So I just want to know, like, cowboy boots, the whole shooting match. Well, like, okay. So there was one cost for a while early, just because we were we were um, pretty gung ho about trying to fit the part of like a, a traditional looking bluegrass band. We did have matching shirts, oh, yeah. and we had one of those old school kind of like I don't know if it's like a. 50s tie or whatever basically it was oh. just like a piece of cloth that had a, a little kind of a, a, a cr- an x on it so it was like a, an old school tie that yeah. we all wore so yeah we had matching outfits for a while sweet that is awesome yeah. sweet <laughs> trisha have you ever been part of a band i have actually for oh. a very short stint in uh, high school with a couple of girls so, uh, like, are we talking Spice Girls? <laughs> nope, not quite. We were a punk rock band. Punk oh, rock. We, awesome. we 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 uh, followed a few, yeah, punk rock bands, and we thought we'd give it a go ourselves. Except the only problem was we we all only played the guitar, so okay. <laughs> you can't really get very far with only guitar players. Uh, Especially so. as punk rockers, let's be yeah. realistic. <laughs> did Did you write your own songs then? Um, I can't remember actually. I think we might've, we, we, we pierced each other's eyebrows too. That <laughs> oh, was, wow. that was, that was, wow. uh, interesting. Guys, yep. yeah. we were, you went punk rock. We were hardcore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as you uh, need to be. <laughs> yeah, as you, and do you recall any song names by chance? Oh, no, I do not. No. I do not. Uh, I don't think so. I'm trying to remember. Did you have any gigs? Um, I don't even think we did. No. Well, um, I'm trying gr- to imagine a gig gr- <laughs> with all guitar players, uh, no one singing. In a punk uh, band. We've written, we've, we've written a great song with lyrics. They'll be up on the wall. <laughs> Smash the guitars at the first practice and that was it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's boy. Go get, let's go get eyebrow uh, piercings. Yes. Trisha, do you still play the guitar? Unfortunately, I do not. No, okay. no, I kind of gave that up uh, years ago. So it's we still have one in our basement, but it doesn't get played. So mm. it's pretty sad and lonely down there. <laughs> well, uh, thanks once again to all of our listeners. We look forward to connecting with you more in the upcoming school year, and hope that these, you know, crossfires and podcasts continue to bring joy, inspiration, and encouragement to all of you amazing educators. Uh, out there and hopefully you're getting the rest you need. Well, the fire is dying down, the coals are glowing, and I am both challenged and refreshed by our time together. Cheers to you three and to our listeners. May we all find the fireside and the fireside of others to be a place of support, encouragement, challenge, and refreshment. And may collegiality and collaboration hold us all in community as together we do the important kingdom work of educating children. Stay encouraged, educators. We want to thank Christian Schools Canada for sponsoring the podcast. Please know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of CSC, the schools of our guest, or any of our three regional organizations. Thanks for listening. <laughs>